Hello, loyal followers. <laughs> Welcome to Law School in Grief with Megan and and Lydia. I also just want to extend a welcome to our disloyal followers. Yeah. Yeah, you guys too. <laughs> we hope that you make the transition sooner rather than later. Because uh, we are very fun, very lovely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I'm punchy. 10 minutes ago, I woke up from a casual 8 p.m. nap. Because sometimes in law school, you need to take an 8 p.m. nap. <laughs> Woo. Did my so, text wake you up? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that was exactly what I was banking on. I thought, she'll text me and that'll wake <laughs> me. I'll be awake then. And here Perfect. we are. Yeah. Um, so Lydia, it's been a week. Highs and lows. How have you been? Um, yeah, time is weird. I feel like time is passing really quickly. Or it's passing like I it's almost exam kind of time. Like it's Ooh. weird. Anyways, this week in particular, um, so Monday and Tuesday were fall break for us, and that was really nice. I mean, I didn't travel or anything. I was just here. I was doing work, but I was doing it at my own pace, which mm -hmm. was nice. Um, low, and I won't get into this too much, but small worm in my bag of chocolates. What? <laughs> I know. It, it's one of those things that I just had like a incredible visceral reaction to when it happened. And that's, that's one of those things. Okay. So <laughs> that, that's like a worm in an apple, you know, you bite, you bite yes. into the apple, you pull back, you realize what horror has befallen you. <laughs> chocolate. That's sacred. I almost I expected it an apple, but chocolate, yes, no. I, we have to stop talking about it because now it's, I mean, this was days ago, but it's coming back to me. So what okay. about you? Ooh, um, <laughs> my, my highs and lows. Well, actually, before I go into my, I want to hear about your, your fall break. What did you do with two full days? I really thought you were going to go back to the worm thing. I was like, <laughs> we're going to just have to start this episode over. Um, <laughs> okay. So I was mostly... Um, prioritizing outlining and I had done some outlining like a month into class when I realized I had done 80 I had briefed 80 cases um, but this time I I tried to synthesize just like a ton we just have accumulated so much just like bits of information oh yeah um, and so and I'm not used to organize marshalling this much information because I'm used to having the internet. I'm used to Googling stuff. Um, do you know what I mean? So yes. I have like, I have the syllabus as kind of like a way to structure everything. And then I was pulling from my pre-class notes, my class notes, um, my the slides that are posted and the classes that post slides. Oh, wow. You're very thorough. Well, see, I haven't synthesized all of this yet. I only got oh. through the like class notes part, but then I want to compare it to like commercial outlines and use it and run through some hypos. So it was kind of an oh. ambitious plan, but that's like what I feel like I need to have command over all of the material. So yeah, anyways, I, I like copy and pasted a lot. I like 
binge watched this whole season of Great British Bake Off while like <laughs> copy and pasting like syllabus and like notes and stuff because that mm-hmm. was kind of mindless. And then that was like over the weekend. And I also did some errands. I bought some house plants. I went on a walk, hung out with some friends. Um, and then Monday and Tuesday, it was just like boom, boom, boom. Get it but I'm still going to count it as a high. <laughs> it sounds like sounds like a huge low but it's just a high because now i feel like i'm maybe like on track yeah there is the money cannot buy the feeling of being on top of your schoolwork <laughs> i'm not ready to to make that claim like i'm willing to entertain if anyone would like to offer me money <laughs> I'm willing to entertain that yeah at this point we're I, I don't know about you but i actually did begin looking at my finances and I was like, Oh my God, I have to make this stretch for two and a half months. I can do it. Oh, I, I for like, and I'm like really, um, usually really on top of my finances. I've even given some of my friends like little crash courses in personal finance. Like I love it. Yeah. You Um, turned me on on bike and build. You were like, Oh my God, read this blog, Mr. Moneybags. It's amazing. (laughs) He lives on beans and his wife does CrossFit and they're so rich. (laughs) Like, whoa, okay. Knows how to make a penny work. It's great. Um, his name is Mr. Money Mustache. Oh, that's right. Mr. Money Mustache. Much. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Mr. Moneybags is the Monopoly dude. That's right. yeah. In any case. Um, so, yeah, I'm usually, like, really about it. But the, I just, for the first month of school, I just didn't check I mean, I guess the first week or two of school, I had no reason to be concerned. But there was just a moment when I started thinking, like, I actually have no idea how much money I have now that I, I'm not getting any money mm-hmm. coming in. And I didn't check my bank account for, like, four weeks just because I was scared. And in my yeah. mind, I was like, gosh, I've been getting, like, snacks. I must be <laughs> broke. And then when I finally <laughs> checked it, I had, like, I was like, I'm okay. I'm going to make it. I'm okay. Yeah. But it was really it was weird to be in that place again after being in the working world. For that so long. is such a shift going. Yes. Yeah. Going from getting a paycheck every week or every other week to knowing like there's no point in even checking because you're, you're only ever going to be spending money. You're not making money. Um, well, I shouldn't say there's no point in, in check. What I mean <laughs> is there's, there's no point in checking to see if you got paid because the bad news is you didn't, you're only spending money. And it does like every single thing that I used to like doing now is a like, I feel like I'm weighing whether or not it'll be worth it. Like decompressing by buying snacks. Do okay. I, do I do that? You know, Ugh, school. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay, well, let me tell you about my highs and lows. Please. Since I feel like uh, talking about money could quickly turn yeah, into sorry, a low. I kind of like <laughs> stared off into the distance and forgot yeah, to like, reciprocate the question. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, hi. So yesterday I got my winter trimester schedule. When does which, that start? Uh, January 2nd. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so we were able to see what classes we're getting and when we're going to be taking them. And in some instances, I got my uh, book list. Um, so that was that was really exciting. The the professor that I did the summer session with, 
is the professor that I'm going to be having for criminal law. And I really liked him. So Great. looking forward to that. Yeah. And it was just interesting too, because I've been, I just feel like I've been in the trenches with this, with this trimester, just getting through it, starting law school, getting into the groove of things. I honestly, it was like, I knew the next trimester was coming, but didn't think about it. It was just like an abstract promise of the future. It was not actually something tangible in my mind. And now it feels like, oh, there is a future beyond torts and civil procedure <laughs> and the finals I have to take for that. There, There is a future. Yeah. Um, and it, I got giddy. I got like giddy with excitement Whoa. the way that like you do when you're a little kid. It. Like, yes, it is kind of nerdy. Oh, so that that was my high. Um, and maybe also if I could just tack on to that, the 8 p.m. nap I took because that was <laughs> a delight. <laughs> I've been getting to the library as it opens. Um, and so that means I'm I'm at school in the dark. Like I begin my day in darkness and then I don't leave until like between 5 and 6 p.m., which rounds out to like a 10 to 11 hour day at school and my school doesn't really have windows Megan, Ugh. multiple people who know me but don't know you have texted me to be like wow she works so hard like you are an inspiration to us all i truly shouldn't be like <laughs> i just i don't know i don't know i i the thing is I, I feel like there's always stuff i could be doing and when you were telling me about making your outline and comparing them to the different outlines that are available um, as like supplemental resources. Yeah. I thought, Damn. Uh, I have Quimby. I have Themis. I have Barbary. And I'm like, okay, they're all saying the same thing, just slightly differently. Is it worth, is it worth it to look at all three of those and compare them to mine? Or should I just really, really commit to one? I don't know. But anyway, I'm, yeah, I don't intend to use all of them. I don't know. I'll, but even I'll, I'll let you know which one I like the best. One. Process. Well, which ones do you like? Well, I don't know yet. I'm still okay. on that first phase. Um, um, I'll let you know. I would I would throw in a plug for Quimby. Um, really, really enjoy Quimby. Oh my gosh, my cat. It's like she knows <gasps> when we're recording. Bring her. Harper, come. Um, so I will say, yo, the... Barbary 1L Mastery class, which is free. Yeah. Those videos are incredible. I I am on that. Okay, I'm cool. On that tip. Yeah. I'm I'm here for any and all videos. Quimby. Yes, I like the videos a lot. Yeah. So Quimby um does videos a la Blueprint LSAT prep, which I know you didn't do, but I did yeah. do. Um, and I find it super helpful. Um if I had had money, I mean, you really sold that to me when you we were doing prep. I was like, I want that. But I, it's just too expensive. Yeah, it is. It is an arm and a leg. And had I not been living with my grandparents and <laughs> not paying rent, I think it would have been a different situation. But, um, anyway, if anything, that's a plug for just suckling from the teeth of your family for as long as humanly possible. Uh, and then promising to pay them back one day when you're a, when you're a lawyer. There you go. <laughs> um, okay. So my high was my schedule, but, uh, and like, honestly, this was a pretty good week. Um, so I had to fish a little bit for a low, but I will say 
So to continue the saga of my of my memo that made me weep. Well, that was just a draft, right? Um, well, that wasn't even a full draft. That was just a draft of the statement of facts plus the first, um, the first IREAC. So, for those of you who are listening, um, who are in law school and maybe haven't gotten here, or who are not in law school and have no idea what I'm saying when I'm like IREAC, because why would you? <laughs> um, and IREAC is just the it, it's it's an acronym for um, issues uh, rule e explanation a application and c conclusion. So when you have an, when you have like a broad issue that you're trying to consider, um, for example, the one that I'm considering for my memo was uh, we had to we read this like we read it. A situation like a prompt and it was a totally made up scenario where this dude laszlo waters um he they're trying to figure out if he's going to be held liable for driving while impaired and the away stat- from burning man right? no not not away from burning man away from a burning man community party <laughs> oh okay this was this was like in this fictional scenario this was happening in the state of north carolina and oh, it was actually okay. really really burning yeah, so like Laszlo Waters like used to be, or he's like a recovering drug and uh, drug addict and alcoholic, and he really found his people in the Burning Man community because it's all about peace and love and unity and great. giving back. Yeah, and so he goes to these parties where everybody's doing drugs and drinking, but he goes for the community aspect, and his whole jam is like he's there to juggle torches. So um, he. Okay, so basically he crashes his car in this field that's across the street from the house where this party is being thrown. And in order to be found liable for driving while impaired, it has to be shown that he was driving in an area that's considered a public vehicular area. And it has to be shown that he was, in fact, impaired while operating a vehicle. So those are two little issues within the bigger issue of whether or not he was driving while impaired was the public vehicular area and the operation of the vehicle. Okay, so when you're breaking down those two different elements, you're doing what's called a mini IREAC. So just like a mini synthesis of this issue. And what I turned in, the thing that ended up making me weep at my kitchen table for two minutes before getting it back together. Well, only two minutes is pretty good. Like, my pity parties are hard, but they're short. (laughs) If you're going to do it, go all in. (laughs) And then give it up, because it looks pretty pathetic. Um, So what I had turned in was my statement of facts and and one mini IREAC. And I got a 5 out of 10 on it. I'm I'm not ashamed to say it anymore. I'll scream it from the rooftops. It was, it didn't go well. So... Um, the major memo, the full close memo, um, was due on Friday and that was, that's everything. And that's like seven to eight pages long. It's the two I reacts for the different issues. And then your overall conclusion, like based on the mini conclusions of the mini I reacts and all the things that you've thought about and read about and synthesized, this is your opinion and you're, you're turning it in. And my professor for this class is great. I mean, I, I, I think that he's very intelligent and I learn a lot from him. However, 
unfortunately, the week before this was due, he had to go out of town because apparently there's this big hiring conference for associate professors who want to get full-time teaching jobs. And if you want to stand any chance, this is according to him, if you want to stand any chance of getting a job once your um, fellowship is over, you got to go to this thing. Um, so he was gone for a really long time. And I didn't really have an opportunity to meet with him as much as I would have liked to uh, between getting my five back and turning in the final product. Um, so I emailed him and I said, hey, like, could I please maybe come see you? And he said, sure, I'm available at 10 p.m. Whoa. <laughs> I'm available at 10 p.m. the night before this is due. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so it, I know. So I've been laboring over this because I'm I'm so like I'm like dead set. I'm like I I can't be the five girl. I'm not the five girl. This is this is crazy. Um so you know, I'm doing my due diligence. I'm going back to the writing instructor. Uh I'm I'm reading, rereading, thinking of it from every angle. I meet with him at 10 p.m. I present him with my paper. Uh it's like 2000 words long, seven-ish pages. Yeah. It, it ends up being kind of long and he tears it to shreds like constructively, not, not in a mean way. Um, and we finish at like 11 and I'm like, all right, I need to go home and sleep because I'm going to be up at five tomorrow morning. So I wake up and I think to myself, okay, I'm just going to implement the edits that he gave me. And then I'll like read it through a couple more times and have a polished product and I'll be turning it in well before 4 PM, which is the deadline. So I go to class, I do my reading for the weekend, get a little head start on that. Now it's like noon and I think, all right, this will probably take me about an hour. Oh, so God. I sit down and I start and I start like doing my edits and I realize that one of the edits he gave me essentially changed the entire axis upon which one of, one of my conclusions within the main conclusion was drawn. And I it was like a domino effect. I was like, oh my God, I have to change my, my conclusion to one of these mini IRACs. So I changed that conclusion. And then I, and then I'm like, oh no, oh no. That means I have to like do these, do these cases that I cite even help me get to this conclusion anymore. So I go back and I'm like having to double check that those cases work. And then I have to change what I wrote about like the answer and my brief answer. And then I had to change my entire main conclusion. Anyway, it got to the point where I, I almost had like a small panic attack. I stood up, for, I had to actually stand up from my desk and, and walk back and forth in the apartment for like a couple of minutes to calm myself down. Megan, I was did like, you do the breathing technique? No, the breathing technique is if you need to stay awake. I was acutely aware of what was happening okay. to me. I was so aware. <laughs> oh gosh if only I had been sleepy this would have the pain would have been less I was no I was over caffeinated and way too confident and then all of a sudden it's an hour before the deadline and I'm like oh sweet baby Jesus okay does this even make sense and I've been reading the same things over yeah. and over and over and over again and I'm like does it even make sense I don't know anyway I turned it in before four but to be TBH, as the kids say, I don't know. I don't know how it went. I think, I, I don't think I missed anything, but I do have this 
fear in the back of my mind that in all of my scanning to make sure that like all of my language changed accordingly for yeah. a no answer as opposed to a yes answer. I'm like, what if I forgot to take out a not somewhere? And then my entire argument is completely undercut because I'm writing in one place that no, it doesn't help. And everything else says it does. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. yeah, I definitely know what you mean. I turned in my memo six minutes before it was due <laughs> um, <laughs> because I just kept redoing stuff. I just kind of like decided to like change the phrasing of some things because of actually because of our conversation, you had said that so much of it came down to your rule being right. And I was like, Megan's so right. Like that's what is at the heart of this. Yeah. I was like this rule. And I kind of just like in the last hour <laughs> changed the wording of it. And I think maybe in an incorrect way, but oh. I just, it was just happening. I just, yeah. <laughs> I, everything was happening for hours, like the entire weekend that was last weekend. And then we are, the we next are bold morning, women with fast fingers. This is well, just... It wasn't, I think I learned my lesson is to just like have it as good as you can before you go to the writing center, which is obvious, but I made an appointment when it was convenient for my schedule instead mm -hmm. of like right before it was due. I, I went like a week before it was due when I had like more of an out, outline kind of thing. Yeah. Anyways, I Oof. read it the next day. I just opened it up because I had spent the whole weekend on it. And I was like, this will make me feel good about the work I did this weekend and make me feel happy going into the week. But it eh. did not. It didn't. <laughs> I was like, okay, B minus <laughs> probably. I don't know. I'm telling myself that I did poorly so that if I get anything above that, I'll be happy. You'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Just set expectations very low. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I rambled a bit on that, but clearly it needed That's to be okay. Set. You had to talk it out. Yeah. My goodness. And I think you're going to do great. You know, that's the hope. That's the hope. And if I don't, that's fine. Cause we're all just <laughs> learning here. We're all just learning. <sighs> it sounds like you're trying to convince yourself that yeah, you don't maybe a little bit. No, I do. I definitely have to tell myself. It's like a little mantra. It's like, it's all the process. Do yeah. when I, oh, gosh, growing up, I had, <laughs> this is going to make me sound like, well, sure. <laughs> make me sound however I sound. <laughs> I, I used to throw shot put in discus, which I think you knew. Oh my um, God, I'd forgotten though. Yeah. Like I was, I was a pretty, a serious thrower and <laughs> Um, I had like serious enough that I had a one-on-one -on -one coach um, and his name was Lon Marsh and he would always say to me do the technique and the distance will come whenever I would get frustrated that I wasn't like breaking you know 35 or 40 or whatever um, that's feet not even mean. Oh, okay. feet. sorry yeah <laughs> and he would say do the technique and the distance will come and he would make me do these drills over and over and over I'd be standing in the ring with my back facing and I'd have to do this like foot technique where you kind of you do like a turn and a half spin and you start at a hunched over position and you end on your tiptoes with your feet hitting against the board just trying to get a little extra distance and I in the past two months have thought about that more than I think I have since I was doing it mm. like it's so true though you know you feel kind of dizzy your head's spinning the blood's pumping you only have a general sense of direction but if you practice the technique 
and you work on it and you commit to it, you can only really get better. Yeah. 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 I like that. That's beautiful. Yeah. I would Mm. like to see pictures. (laughs) I'm sure my dad is listening. (laughs) Um, Shout out to dad. If you can find those pictures, we would love to post them (laughs) on the the blog because that's super, super important to law school. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's kind of a good segue. We were going to maybe talk about the non-academic side of law school as our like other theme other than our highs and lows. Um, Are you doing any like activity, any like sports, any little activities? (laughs) As a matter of fact, I am. So this is... So I actually, like two weeks ago, two weekends ago, um, Adam and I had gone out for a couple beers and while drinking said beer, I got the idea that I should run a half marathon (laughs) (laughs) Um, because that's reasonable. That's what a reasonable, a reasonably prudent person would do under the circumstance of drinking beer, right? They would sign up to do an incredible physical challenge. Um, Yeah, so I, I, I signed up to do a half marathon in March, um, but I also signed up to do a four-mile race next weekend. And I just, like, running has weirdly become this thing that I do outside of law school, and I never really have been, in my adult life, I should say, much of a runner. Um, but it is, like, the – I actually look forward to running, not because of the high I get or, like, how fast I can run, but because it's, like, the one time a day where I can do something completely guilt-free. And by that, I mean I don't feel guilty about not doing work because it's, mm-hmm. like, impossible to read yep. or do anything <laughs> related to law school while you're running. Nice. I like that. I still don't quite get running. I've even listened to the Murakami <laughs> book about running. Like I tried it, <laughs> like donated to the marathon. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, I hope it's to one day understand. It's just when you're on a bike, you can go so much faster and you're sitting down. That's nice. Uh, I, you know, I love obviously cycling. Like I ride every day, just about, um, I rode today in the pouring rain this morning to school. And I was like, even this is better than sitting in class. <laughs> um, but I thought biking takes so much longer, you know, for me to like, for biking to be worth it to me, worth it, quote unquote, you know, I would have to go on like a minimum 20 mile ride. And that takes like so many hours. It feels like, yeah, you know, that's just a good between point. like the prep, like the getting ready, the prepping your bike, the riding yeah. the bike, you know, all in, you're looking at, three to four hours of yeah that's a good stuff and yeah but so running is sounds kind of isolated are you doing any like group fun times i don't know what happened there i'm sorry great <laughs> group fun times <laughs> yeah um i make no. any carolina friends so that's interesting friends in north carolina like friends just in adult life are hard to make it's like hard to make a quality friend and that's no shade on the friends that are just like work friends or school friends. Like those are great friends too, but no, I'm not really making any. I have, well, like I have my one school friend, Brittany, shout out to Brittany. Brittany. Brittany who is watching my pets this weekend when I go to Milwaukee for a wedding. Um, But 
when we set intentions way back in the summer on this yes. podcast, one of my intentions was to make sure that my life didn't revolve around law school and to like make friends and connections within the community. Um, and that has proven to be trickier than I would like because so much of my time is consumed. Um, and because I have a partner, so I don't ever really like loneliness doesn't drive me to social gatherings. Right. You know, I'm not lonely. I'm not really like wanting for anything. I have great friends spread out all over the world. Um, shoot. Yeah. But I, so there is, we, Adam and I, there's this bar down the street from our house. It's like truly a gem. It's called College Hill Sundries. And it is such a weird smattering of people. I mean, there are people of all ages, races, backgrounds, religions. I mean, literally the pastor of the all-inclusive Christian church sits at one end of the bar. Uh, and then the like really flamboyantly gay college student at the other end. And then there's like, you know, the, the owner of the liquor store who's there. And the, I mean, everybody has, has their dogs and the bartender knows your name. There's, it's just. Sounds great. It's such a great little community watering hole. And so. Does sundries have anything to do with Sundays? You getting any ice cream over there? No, no ice cream. Uh, no okay. ice cream. I don't know what sundries means. It just sounds a lot like Sundays. Sundries, as far as I understand it, is like another word for like alcohol or imbibing. I'm oh. actually going to look it up right now because I looked it up once before. Ah, sundry. Um, various items not important enough to be mentioned individually. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, in using context, a drugstore selling magazines, newspapers, and sundries. Okay, cool. Cute, right? Yeah, that is cute. So we've made some friends, and I'm going to say this term loosely, at the bar, just by virtue of like seeing them there literally every time we go. Um, and there's this one friend in particular uh, named Jacob, who reminds Adam and I both, I mean, we both like after meeting Jacob looked at each other and said, oh my God, that's beef. <laughs> and beef is, for those people listening, a mutual friend of Lydia and mine, who also was on the cross country bike trip, who is truly one of the most unique people you'll ever meet. Yeah. So to find a North Carolina beef was just like, how? I don't, I don't know. Um, but he is officially the first person that we've met in North Carolina outside of the context of work or school that we've hung out with. We went on Friday with him and his girlfriend to the haunt, the woods of terror, oh, my. <laughs> which because it's a haunted attraction in the month of October, Lydia, come now child. Worse. Yes. <laughs> so the, the woods of terror was really fun, but you know, and it's it's important to not think about law school sometimes. But the next day, I couldn't help but think, ugh, I could have really spent some of that time Aww. doing an outline. Or, eh. but it's a good time. Anyway, how about you? Like, how's do you have friends? It sounds like you do. <laughs> what are you doing? Um. Well, I really like all my classmates. No one annoys me, which is kind of surprising. Um, Whoa, there are a yeah. couple people that annoy me. Oh my gosh. But it's, I mean, it's, that's fine. That's well, so expected. I have a big class. And so I wonder if it's just because 
there's a lot of people I just haven't interacted with, even people in my actual classes. And then there's people who are in a different section than me that I definitely haven't interacted with. But um, I think part of it, like, so, I mean, there's people I don't have class with, but we have extracurricular overlap. I'm okay. talking about the people who, they're not in my class. We don't have extracurricular overlap. There's not any programming that brings us together. Um, but the people that I have gotten to know are super lovely. And I think I'm just totally oblivious to any kind of drama that's happening. Just statistically, surely there's drama between mm -hmm. people in my class. I can't see it. I have absolutely no idea what it is. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just... I'm just like chilling and I I have like two like main class friends Ashlyn and Dee Dee who threatened me if I didn't give them a shout out um <laughs> I told them about the um topic for today's podcast so they are awesome and they're like my like go-tos and then kind of from there because they're in my section I'll sometimes like branch out to other people but I feel like I have um some friends like within the law school it's very hard for me to feel connected to the greater community um mostly just because of time like it's so hard to get through the work the amount of work that just lets me pass I mean we talked last episode about you know focusing more on on doing more work and getting better grades I'm talking about the bare minimum that will let me past law school uh -huh. you know I'm, I'm definitely doing that amount and if I were to be a friend like the process of like going out and meeting people I I enjoy that process it's just about the time thing for me mm -hmm. because I think because I've been out of school for a while and I have a lot of friendships that I've made in adulthood um, I don't really share the view that it's hard, but I think that's just because Boston has a really high concentration of young people, like young professionals. Um, Yo, pros. <laughs> yeah. So um, I really miss them. But I, I just, I know that it takes a lot of work to have a friendship. Um, and so I don't want to impose a one-sided friendship on someone. Right. <laughs> and I know that I can't be a good reciprocal friend. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of just like, well, for now, I mean, at least for this year, for one more year, why don't I just kind of let myself stick to like the law school, even though it's not ideal. Like ideally I would be more involved in the community. Um, but like if I want to be effective as a person in the community, then in the long-term view, like passing law school, like if I'm going to be effective in a, any kind of legal sense, mm -hmm. then I at least need to structure my time like this I you're thinking about yeah so I, I like the way that you've kind of turned that on its head though you are saying like you are essentially ineffective as a community member right now well not necessarily you're, you're doing the work to become an effective community member once you graduate so you're sort of sacrificing sacrificing things right now so that once you're done you can really jump right back in correct Maybe it doesn't really. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like, how do I phrase this? I think I'm just not being a responsible. I don't feel like I'm sacrificing something. I feel like I am the one who is not being a helpful community member. And then I'm just having to forgive myself for that. Mm. Um, but 
I'll need to think about it more because I don't think I'm phrasing it very well. But I do really like my classmates. Um, I feel like I'm getting enough social activity there because we have like a weekly bar review, quote unquote. And then there's like house parties and house parties. Mm -hmm. I've been to a couple house parties. I love house parties. Okay, Uh, so I know of a Halloween party happening at, like, one of my classmates' houses. Nice. And I just cannot bear the thought of going. And it's because I feel like they're all, like, it's like a different, this might just be, like, me making the transition from young adult to a little bit older adult. But I'm like, wow, I really don't want to drink jello shots with you guys like I don't want to you know and and on top of that I also like you feel like I'm just on another like I have no awareness of any like clicks forming or drama or anything like that but every so often I'll I'll catch a whiff of something not based on content of what's being said but by tone like I'll overhear whispering and I can tell, like, the tone is gossipy or, like, the body language is gossipy, you know? Um, yeah. Trust me, I worked at the LA LGBT Center. I am well-versed in catty body language. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know it when I see it. Um, <laughs> but, like, going to a house party seems well, like... so I've been to a of... couple and the one that was all first years did feel different than the one that was hosted by a 3L who knew other people in the community and it just had like a different vibe. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know, maybe if there's like some age diversity, I feel different, Mm. but yeah, our school is having a Halloween party. So very excited about that. So I actually had a really fun idea for a a Halloween costume. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. (laughs) And it's broad. So like, I haven't decided what mine would be, but it's going to be like a prompt that I may or may not put out to my classmates or at least my cohort. I think for Halloween, we should all come to school dressed as our favorite tort. <laughs> what's, uh, what, what's your favorite tort? Or know. like maybe like, your, like... like your, the, your favorite case that you've read. Yeah, I um, that. Yeah, and I got this idea because today in civil procedure, our professor said that one year for Halloween, he had a student who came in dressed as Tompkins from... Uh, Tompkins versus the Erie Railroad. You know, this is essentially like the the case that spawned the Erie Doctrine. And this dude basically claimed that the railroad was negligent um, because he was walking alongside a train, like on a pedestrian path, and some piece of the train was protruding out and hit his arm and severed it. Like he lost his arm. And so somebody came to school dressed as, as Tompkins. <laughs> just oh. one arm, <laughs> And I thought, whoa, that'd be kind of fun. Like if you just picked your favorite tort and then you picked a case within the tort and you dressed as that. You should. You should do that. I'm also going the legal route. What are you doing? So I found at Goodwill a wedding dress that was, that fits me perfectly and it's (laughs) $3.25. So I was like, time to cover this bad boy in fake blood. And then Mm -hmm. people were like, you shouldn't destroy it because it's nice. And then I was like, ah. So I had to kind of think outside. like, st- I, And then I thought, okay, why don't I do some kind of like legal pun or something? And there's a lot there. Like I've run through a lot of different ideas. Um, but 
I think I'm going to go with um, Femme Covert. I don't know if I'm saying it right because it's kind of French, but it doesn't look like French. Maybe it's Latin. I don't know. Um, but that's the legal doctrine where when a woman gets married, her rights and her husband, her rights are like covered by her husband. Like she basically doesn't have like rights anymore. <laughs> like she really can't make contracts in her own name and like own property and stuff. And this was like, you know, the law for hundreds of years and was only just abolished in the Supreme court of like for once and for all in 1981. <laughs> oh, that's way too recently. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> With Kirschberg v. Feenstra. So, anyways, um, I thought maybe I would, like, somehow be, like, covered and, like, have some, uh, like, scary makeup. Because it's very scary. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll see. And then I'll have to explain it all night, which is whatever. But people should know about it. So, I'm okay with it. Anyways, okay. So, we've talked about parties. We've talked about friends. Yeah. Um I do want to give a shout out to my Boston friends. If you're listening, I miss you a lot. <laughs> my oh, social Boston life there was, was structured like in a very different way. Like I had weekly standing occasions that no one had to plan because they were just like institutional. It was like yeah, a I weekly mean, potluck and a weekly lecture series. And there's like this weekly free happy hour and weekly free museums and like Shabbat dinners and monthly bike party and monthly women's salon. Like in my head, I just had this whole calendar and I didn't yeah. have to plan uh, my base level of social interaction. So all of my planning time could be used on elaborate themed parties. And now I have like none of that, none yeah. of like aside from the weekly bar review and I'm not drinking. So I'm just yeah. hanging out. Which is still fun, but it's just weird. But I, uh, I mean, I guess it allows me to focus on school. Like, if I were a student in Boston, I wouldn't actually be able to do all of those things. Yeah, like it's kind I mean, of like they're exclusive itineraries, and you're removed from the temptation of going because <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, it's true. I, I, you took me to that weekly potluck when I came to visit you one time, and I thought. Wow, this is lovely. I, if I were you, I would never leave Boston. This is like, Aww. it's just such a great little, little community that you, you found for yourself. And that actually, do you think you'll go back to Boston when you're done? Um, I don't know. It's a very expensive place to like live. So I don't know. Um, mm. It's too soon, too soon to say, but it, it like, having that like baseline social structure is kind of nice for me to it, it was easier to leave just knowing that all of my friends were going to keep doing the same things and like I can easily imagine what's happening there like I think I'll have to mourn I'll have another period of mourning for when it or or if sorry some of those things like fall apart or if there are like other waves of people who move away because people are always moving away from Boston um, mm -hmm. so like there will be a point in which Boston, like my Boston isn't there anymore. Like, I feel like Aww. my Boston's still there. Yeah. Um, anyways, I also have been experiencing this, like, you know, I'm imagining a lot of things obviously, but I keep getting like sentimental for pre Boston things. Like there are things about being back at school that are really like bringing back a lot of undergrad memories like there are mm -hmm. things that were like tucked within the architecture of school that I'm that come back to me and I keep getting sentimental for like different 
things in undergrad and different trips and stuff I haven't thought about in years. Maybe because I'm just I'm more isolated now and just have more time to just get sentimental. Has that been happening to you? Yes. And that really? was the, okay. yes. I I hadn't really thought about it in any way other than just the abstract fleeting thought. But I too have been getting sentimental. I mean, I loved my undergrad experience at Santa Cruz. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like if you could have said, honestly, I would, I would not have rather gone to like Harvard or anything. Like I would rather have gone to UC Santa Cruz. It was the only college I ever wanted to go to. So did you only apply to one school? Basically. Yeah. I applied to, yeah. I mean, it was like, I applied there and then I applied to uh, San Francisco state, but really like with no intention of going there. (laughs) I <laughs> just was like, <laughs> I only want to go to Santa Cruz and thank God I got in. Um, but yeah, I, I, I miss coffee shops is what I really miss there. There's a distinct lack of, of nooks in, in Greensboro or at least within walking distance of the, of the campus. Um, and I will say this, we have a, we have a coffee shop on campus. It's called legal grounds and <laughs> There's one woman who works it, and that I need shameless. to get her name. She, I know, right? She is so great. She has everybody's orders memorized. I mean, what? This is my punch- dream. Yeah, it is <laughs> okay. your dream. You would love her. There, so you have everybody has a punch card. Um, and yesterday, I got I got the final punch so that my next drink would be free. Yeah. And uh, imagine she probably talks to 150 to 200 people a day, like minimum. This morning, when I was in line, I was like the fifth person back. She goes, morning, you ready to get your free drink to me? And I was like, how did you remember that? Oh, my God. But what what the legal grounds has in customer service and rapport, it really, really, really lacks in any sort of ambiance or nookish qualities. I mean, it's just... Like I get my coffee and like evacuate the seat as quickly as possible because it's in the middle of the commons. Um, yeah, I, I miss, but I miss like, I miss the big, I miss Santa Cruz really. I miss big, um, big trees and ocean views and, and crisp, clean air and serenity. There's not a lot of serenity. I'm in like the middle of, downtown Greensboro and there are people all around me. Some days I can't even find a place to sit because law school is so crowded. Um, it's full of undergrads because our law school is full of undergrads and sometimes there's nowhere for us to sit. I'm like, guys, please. No, because we, we are um, a satellite location. So oh, okay. right, we're right. not on main campus. I mean, honestly, if I were on the Elon main campus, I think my like student experience uh, outside of the academic context would be way better. I mean, the Elon yeah. campus is so beautiful. It, it It's comparatively beautiful. It's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Comparatively beautiful to Santa Cruz in different ways. Um, and like they have big sprawling grass, you know, just you can like lay out in the sun. They're, everything is sort of like old and historic in a way that nothing in California is, um, which is really different and cool. Uh, but yeah, and I miss, I miss having a group of friends, like a tight group of friends that you kind of run everything by, you know, it's just like, you're all up in each other's business. It's just a totally different vibe. I feel like there's, there's, there's some structure, there's some structure, like there's volunteering 
whenever we have time for that in the future. And mm-hmm. there's the student groups and there's like religious communities. I don't know. There are certain things out there that introduce people to each other. Are you in any student groups? Not so much. Um, mm-hmm. I decided to join. So, you know, we have like the opportunity to join like women in the law or um, the pro bono panel and things like that. I ended up deciding to do this thing called lawyer on the line, um, which tightrope walking. Yeah, um. it, it's it's tightrope walking. <laughs> no, it's it it's it's not necessarily like a student org so much as it is an opportunity to get hands-on experience doing bit, like helping with legal aid, and it's from what I can tell really time-consuming. So. But it's but you're also isolated. Like you're doing you are doing work alone because of client confidentiality. You can't like collaborate with anybody except the supervising attorneys um, and the point of contact at the at the law school. Um, but that seemed like the most applicable. Like cool. Like I wanted hands on stuff. I didn't want a group that just met, you know, once a trimester or like once every month to talk about issues. I didn't want that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The volunteering I'm doing with Close the Workhouse campaign is uh is very isolated as well. It's like data entry, but it's just kind of what I can fit in my schedule right now. Exactly. Exactly. But, um I can't believe we haven't talked about this on the on the uh, podcast yet, but in the groups at my school, I am the social chair for what? Animal Law Society. <laughs> Congratulations. I had no idea. I, sh- I would have Thank been speaking to you with added so, respect. <laughs> yeah, with honorifics, please. I'm yes. um, <laughs> I haven't done any work yet, unfortunately. But basically, the group is just restarting. And I was like, I don't, I don't think I can commit to anything other than maybe planning meals out at vegetarian restaurants because got to eat. And they're like, yep. okay, we'll take it. You're the social chair. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and I've been to several vegetarian restaurants so far. It's great. Oh, that sounds lovely. I would do something like that. There's this, um, so there's every Tuesday, I somehow always manage to see this huge group of runners. I, I mean, like maybe 50 people. Oh my gosh, um, get in there. Ru- yeah, running around. Just start chasing them. And one day I was like, because they're they start running at like six, six fifteen ish, and that's usually around the time that I'm either walking or biking home. Um, and I saw, and like one day I I, re, I like really looked closely at them, trying to figure out who they were. And it's this run club that meets at a local brewery on Tuesdays, um, and it's like casual running. It's like really easy pace, and if you go, you get a free beer at the end. Wow, I can really see this working out for you. Yeah, I was like, okay. And, and it seems like, yeah, there are probably some students who do this considering there are like five colleges in Greensboro all on top of each other. But it's like <laughs> a huge group, like swaths of people, old, young, male, female, non-binary, you know, college, not college. I think this is going to be my move. I just have to figure out how, yeah. to, how, to do, how to make Tuesdays at 6 p.m. always work. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm committing to that. In fact, as I'm saying this to you, I'm like thumbing this post-it note that I wrote to myself when I found out about this running club. It says, Little Brother Run Club, Tuesdays, 6 p.m., go. And I should. I should listen to past Megan. Yeah. 
Oh, oh my gosh, Harper, my cat is like having moments over and over. In or out? In or out? Oh my God, I'm sorry. Ugh. Anyway. Well, I know we were also going to talk about like what else we're doing that's not academic in terms of like um, how we're decompressing and self care, and mm-hmm. which is like not the social aspect of things, but just like our internal aspect of things. But let's address that another time. I also yeah. need to think about it more because it's a great question. Um, and we're almost at an hour. Unless unless you want to do it real quick. No, no, no. I, really I thought, thought this was going to be like a 30-minute episode and here we are <laughs> rambling on. So. We are overcompensating because we need each other's friendship. <laughs> yeah, I would say, is this the decompressing in self-care? Spoiler <laughs> alert. It's Whoa. this. Yeah. Well, well, right. Everybody have a great group. I mean, have a great week, make a new group of friends, and go for a run. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh, we were going to say, we were going to make a little announcement. Oh, that's right. Do you want to make it? Yeah, sure. Oh, that reminds me of another announcement. Mm. (laughs) I've been meaning to say for weeks because Seal inquired about my French fry backpack. (gasps) French fry backpack could not handle law school. No. French fry backpack is like ripped not in in an abs kind of way (laughs) (laughs) french fry backpack hasn't like bulked up french fry backpack is like the the fabric is is tearing oh that's upsetting that's incredibly upsetting i've been using just like a black like jansen whatever brand that is backpack so um and then the other thing we were gonna say is that now that we're preparing for exams um or starting to think about it i should say uh i was thinking it could be helpful for us to try to explain what we've been learning to people who have zero legal background so if you're listening to us and you're in law school that's not you but if you are listening to us and you've never been to law school and you're you're only um exposure to the law is this podcast so very limited exposure. sorry about it yeah and, and like if you're just curious about any of the things we're learning about so i'm taking contracts torts and prop and megan's taking torts civil procedure and legal that, methods and communication any, oh but we're not gonna do, yeah we're not gonna no. do that so um any of the doctrinal classes like if if there's something in that that you want to that you're curious about we would not be giving you legal advice at all mm-hmm. you would be doing us a favor of just listening to us like try to ramble and your questions to us will help us realize like what kind of gaps we have in our knowledge so if that's interesting to you at all please go to lawschoolandbrief.com we have like a little contact us form and maybe we can just chat with you about what we're learning about i don't know i know this is going to appeal to at least one person there so, has to be <laughs> one person <clears throat> out there who's going to write in there like <laughs> one of you <laughs> aside from mom yeah yeah <laughs> but mom also do please <laughs> anyway yeah yeah, help us ap- help us apply our knowledge. Think of it as a gift to us. Yes. You're giving us an opportunity to exercise. So yes, yes. Okay, Sweet. cool. Thank you to all. And Megan, <laughs> thank you to all, and to all a good night. <laughs> Bye. Yep. Bye.